you for tuning in to Saved and Single. I'm your host, Deanna McGee, and today we're going to discuss having confidence and loving yourself. The question comes about, as a single person, how do I know that I love myself? And if I don't, how do I learn to love myself? If I'm not confident, how do I become confident? If I am confident, how do I know for sure that I'm really confident with who I am? So today we're going to discuss those topics. And first we're going to start off with, how do I love myself? With that question, I'm going to go into detail and I'm going to talk about how we learn to love ourselves. There are several stages that we grow through when we are learning to love ourselves. We have to start being honest with ourselves. We have to become self-aware. We have to understand the truth and create a positive truth for ourselves. We have to have self-care, take care of ourselves, health, appearance, mental state, and spiritual growth. We have to learn to please God and to stop trying to please man or worry about what a man's opinion is of you. And when I say man, I'm talking about mankind. We also have to pray and bask in the presence of God so that he can instill in us who he created us to be. And that's where your self-confidence comes from. When God begins to instill in you who he created you to be. Not the life you were born into, not your sinful life, but the spiritual life and the spiritual relationship that he designed for you to have with him and your walk and your purpose in life. Now, we can understand our purpose in life with a surety when we develop a personal relationship with God. The aforementioned list are some of the key steps that we must learn to take part in in order to love ourselves. Now, there is another question, which is how do I know that I love myself? For my personal experience, I'm going to go into detail about how I know that I love myself. I'm polite to others. I'm kind to others. I treat people how I want to be treated. I monitor my behavior, and if I'm behaving inappropriately, I start to look into that thing, and I try to figure out what's causing me to behave in such an ill manner. And I like to work on those issues, whatever it is. If it's me being angry that I haven't forgiven someone, something from my past where I've had anger issues, triggers that come from my past, Monitoring those things and making sure that I'm emotionally healthy. That goes back to taking care of yourself emotionally. One of the key things to loving yourself is loving on others, treating people how you want to be treated, having respect for people in spite of whatever their condition is in appearance, mentally or physically, having a certain respect, being helpful to others, helping them grow and be productive in life. Having an open hand, not always wanting to receive, but also giving, giving freely, whether it be knowledge, assistance, anything that God has provided for you. Helping others is also a way of loving yourself because when you love yourself, you also love God and you also follow God's commandments. Learning of yourself. There are so many different aspects to us that sometimes we become unaware of the different traits in our personality. As children, when we grow, we're made up of our home environment and also the peers that surround us. So there are many different traits that develop that if we don't pay attention to ourselves, we sometimes become unaware of. Honesty, integrity, 
responsibility, and accountability are four good traits that we carry when we love ourselves. Self-awareness is very vital to who we are and it plays an important role on how we love ourselves. We want to be responsible and accountable about what we say and do and how it impacts us and also impacts the people around us. Because love is universal and it comes full circle. So how we love on ourselves is also how we love on others. Understand the truth about yourself. Be honest. Understanding the truth about yourself is, again, a part of self-awareness. Now, when you evaluate yourself, you pay attention to yourself, you understand the things that you do, how your life is, the goals that you have for your life, and whether you're following those goals or if you're just talking loud and not saying anything. What I mean by talking loud and not saying anything is that you have these aspirations and these dreams, but you're not putting your best foot forward to accomplish those aspirations and dreams. Dreams remain dreams unless you take action to make those dreams a reality. Be truthful and honest with yourself. If you want to accomplish something, put your best foot forward. Be honest with yourself and say, this is what I want to do. Do the research. Decide if this is really what you want to do or if you're just talking. And if you're just talking, you're lying to yourself. Make a realistic goal a realistic dream, a realistic aspiration, and shoot for it. Once upon a time, I had the idea that I wanted to be a much nicer person. Not that I was mean, but I had all of these loving and kind things that I wanted to say to people, but I felt awkward and weird. And the Lord just began to bless me to where I was comfortable with saying, hey, I love your hair. Hey, your baby's really cute. Hey, you have the greatest smile. Hey, have a wonderful day. I didn't feel awkward, odd, or uncomfortable saying these things after a while, but I had to get the confidence and the faith to be that kind because it's a little unusual to have people running up to you or just shouting at you, Hey, have a blessed day in public, out in the world, because that's not how the world behaves. We might hear those things at church, but they don't happen in the world on a daily basis, so you kind of seem like a weirder or odd but I became very comfortable with giving people compliments, making them smile, making them have a better day, giving them good advice. I've become very comfortable with that. It's become a habitual and it's something that just comes out of my mouth before I know it, which is a really good characteristic. But I had a goal, I prayed, I practiced, and I reached that goal by the power of God. And my goal again was being more kind. I was truthful with myself and I saw that I had room to be kinder to people. I had the kindness inside of me that was bottled up and just waiting to get out and I started to practice it and God blessed me. Again, not saying that I was a mean person, but there was a lot more kindness that I had to give. Now the truth is, is that I was kind, but if I had believed within myself that I was a kind person, it would have been a lie because I knew that I had much more kindness to give. Say, for example, you want to be a real estate agent. Are you putting that best foot forward to become a real estate agent? Are you putting any foot forward to become a real estate agent? If not, then you're lying to yourself. You really don't want to be a real estate agent. You're just saying that because it sounds good. Hmm. Could be, could not be, but that's just how I see it. Be honest and truthful with yourself and don't be afraid of the truth. Whatever the situation is, look at it for what it is and work towards improvement. Learn to please God and not man. We all have our different opinions on how life should be, how people should behave, 
what our purpose in life is, and what it means to live a good, healthy, wholesome life. Most of us can agree on what God requires of us, and it's important that we have that understanding. Reading the Bible, studying the Word of God, and being under the tutelage of a good pastor can give you a good perspective of what God requires of you. If you're following the Word of God, then what man thinks about your lifestyle should not be a concern of yours. Your relationship with Christ should be the most important aspect of your life. You may be the head of your household. You may have children that you're responsible for. But most importantly, we must be responsible and accountable to the Word of God. Yeah, the world doesn't conform to the Bible, but as saved and single Christians, when you're pleasing God, you often cannot please man. The two don't mix. So how do we get past being concerned with what our peers and our family even may think? We do so by basking in the Word of God, by praying and basking in the presence of God. Now, speaking of basking in the presence of God, that is how I developed the confidence that God has embedded in me. This was nothing to do with me of my own, but as a bonus, when I bask in the presence of God, develop that personal relationship with God, I begin to learn more about who He is. And in learning about who he is, I began to develop a confidence in who he has created me to be. Because in basking in the presence of God, he's been able to do spiritual surgery on my life. Matthew 11 and 29 reads, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. That rest that the Word of God speaks about it's talking about a confidence that you develop by spending time with the Lord. When spending time with Jesus, we begin to learn about who He is, who He's created us to be, His power, the power to forgive those who have wronged us, and so much more. Now that I've mentioned the power of forgiveness, I want to go back and talk about forgiveness and how important that is in loving yourself. Forgiving those who have wronged you, those who may not even know that they've hurt you, is a very important part of loving yourself. In some of the other podcasts, I've talked about the spirit of forgiveness and also the impact that unforgiveness can have on your life. Remember how I talked about loving on others? Now, if you're full of unforgiveness, or if you're just holding on to a little piece of unforgiveness, it's going to be very hard for you to love on everyone, right? You have got to forgive even to get a prayer through. Matthew 6, verses 14 through 15 reads as follows. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive you. And of course, that's the NIV version. When you choose to not forgive someone, or sometimes it's not a choice, it's a struggle. But when you don't forgive someone, you're choosing to hold on to hate, bitterness. You're choosing to have something to hold against their head, which are all things that Satan wants you to do. They're not things of God. And you're directly disobeying God when you don't forgive someone. So you want to work on forgiving whoever has wronged you, however they've wronged you. 
It doesn't matter whose fault it was, even though you may have been helpless in the situation, because most times we are. What matters is that you love God enough to let that person go, to release them from the hold you have on them through the spirit of unforgiveness. How much wealth you may have obtained, how popular you are, how many subscribers you have, how many friends you have. None of that matters when it comes to forgiving someone. If you haven't forgiven that person for what they did to you, or those people for what they did to you, then you truly have not done the self-work that is required to love yourself. You've got to understand that Satan is at war for your soul. And one of his big taxes is to create issues in your life that will cause you to disobey the word of God. That's why in the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 24, it reads, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they've done. If we're loving on ourselves, we're obedient to the word of God, and we're pleasing in his sight. You absolutely cannot say that you love yourself, or believe that you love yourself, or work on loving yourself without seriously taking into account what God requires of you. Because if you truly love yourself, your eternal future will be one of the most important things that you invest in. So in closing, I want to ask you, do you love yourself? Do you want to love yourself? Are you working on loving yourself? Today, I want to ask you to take into account the key points that I've mentioned in this podcast and work on loving yourself. My grandmother would always say, the largest room in the world is room for improvement. And with that, I say grow forward and be the best you that you can be. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast today and go ahead and follow us on Instagram. The Instagram account is Saved in Single Ministries. That's S-A-V-E-D-A-N-D-S-I-N-G-L-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S. I know, I know, that's a bit long. But just think of Saved and Single and put ministries on the end. And visit our website at savedandsingle.net. That's S-A-V-E-D-A-N-D-S-I-N-G-L-E. If you have questions or a topic that you want us to discuss on our podcast, email us at savedandsingleministries at gmail.com. In signing out, I want to encourage you to stay prayed up and stay blessed. I love you and there's not a thing you can do about it.